The first thing, just in general, be able to make it when you're not under pressure and then have enough time to say, I, I need to think about that or even change your mind. And I think that's extremely important because that way we know we made the right decision as opposed to just saying, we just need to make some decision. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours. So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer. And here's your host, Ben George. Welcome back in to Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George alongside Nick Rosenbauer. He is the estate planning attorney and owner of Rosenbauer Law Office. And today we're going to be talking about, well, estate planning, but when is the best time? A question that uh, I'm sure, Nick, you probably get a, a, quite a bit, but it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, absolutely. Same same here, Ben. We, we get it all the time. And, and I, I'm sure some of our listeners will sit there and be rolling their eyes. It, would, you know, it sounds like a silly question, but there's a few things to consider uh, maybe to go through it. And I, and I get the question enough that obviously there's a number of people who, who could probably use some advice and help with the answer. So it's one of those things. Some people think it's common sense, but there, there's a little more to unpack there. But uh, so Ben, I, uh, I know we were talking just a minute ago. Uh, my my son went back to daycare a couple yes. weeks ago, and I feel so good for my wife um, because now she can just work from home as opposed to work and babysit from home. I don't know how that works. Although second week back, my my son got bit uh, yesterday, actually, and they had to file an incident oh, wow. report. And I said, wow, this is, you know, it almost sounds like the police were called on a one and a half year old. <laughs> Uh, you know, biting my son, but apparently my son wanted the book that this little kid was playing with. And apparently the little kid uh, did not want to give the book up. And apparently my son didn't take no for an answer. And <laughs> here we go. The, you know, little teeth marks, um, little bite marks from these little half teeth that have kind of yeah. come in, even though not all of them are come in. So yeah, we're Son's back in daycare, already causing trouble, already getting written up. He's he's okay though. Yeah, he's fine. Um, it, it's funny in the in the incident report, it said uh, that my son was not phased at all. He didn't even <laughs> cry or pull his hand back. <laughs> Just let it happen. Give me that book. <sighs> he, he never got the book either, oh, from what man. I understand. So poor guy. Yeah, but. Uh, That's funny. They, we we have we haven't got kicked out of daycare yet. And there hasn't been any issues or problems or health concerns or anything like that. Apparently, they're they're doing a good job. So, I guess all signs are pointing in the right direction. Well, as a new parent as well, I'm 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 waiting on those those daycare uh, experiences. We've we've had a pretty smooth go at it so far over the the first I don't know eight or nine months. Um, so I'm waiting for her to as she gets older and these uh, I guess conflicts, but more just these interactions, right? start happening. Yeah. How does she handle them? And I'm, whew, I can't wait, but that's a little taste, I guess, of what's to come. Maybe hopefully not, but who knows? <laughs> well, the, the first time something happens to your child, you, you, you will probably freak out. And it was funny. The first time my son got bit, he actually got bit on the forehead the first time. Which oh, I don't know man. how that wow. even happened. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got teeth marks on his forehead right above Jeez. his eye. My wife was livid. 
she she was ready i don't know to yell at this one-year-old or something Uh like that i don't know exactly what you do there but she was lit up and i didn't like my son getting bit on the face obviously but I, I, I'm trying to calm down because I know eventually that call is going to come in the other way and my son's <laughs> going to bite someone. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think of the karma aspect and I just, you know, kids are just figuring the world out. So the first time all these things happen will be crazy. The second time, not so much. Uh, the only thing we haven't, the one thing we haven't had yet is where my son's the culprit. So I'm sure when that comes, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just will be asking if the other kid deserved it or something. I don't know. I guess you just defend your kid no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. Till the death. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's a great story, Nick. Uh, I'm glad everything's okay. Daycare, <laughs> I guess, will get smoother from here, but uh, glad that he's back and things are going well and everybody's healthy uh, and safe and and, go, and everything's doing, doing well for you and the family. Um, so today we're going to talk about estate planning. I think, you know, I think about this topic. I think that question more too, like when is estate planning necessary or when do I need to get it done? I always feel like that's somebody just trying to get the, like justify how long they can wait, right? Like if I'm asking you that, I, I want more or less you for you to tell me, hey, you're good. Like you don't really need to worry about anything until this point. Like it's my own procrastination. I'm just like, hey, maybe he can kind of help me justify this rather than actually, because we all know like estate planning along with a lot of other financial planning and, and just planning aspects, it's about getting organized as, as early as possible. Everything in life is, is easier if you get ahead of it. So I feel like that question is kind of like, a, hey, let me just fill out the uh, the attorney just to see how much, uh, how much rope he'll give me. Well, exactly. And procrastination is the biggest piece of this. Um, it's pretty much the, the main crusade that I have to fight against in what I do. And by the time someone comes into my office, one of the, you know, if it's a married couple, one of the two of them, or if it's a single person, they will always say something to the effect of, I've been thinking about this for a while, or I thought about this when I got married, or I thought about this when I had a child, and I knew I needed to get something done. Now, they don't say the second sentence where their their children are now in their 30s. It's easy to put something like this off because it's not fun. It's not exciting to talk about. And second off, um, which I think is kind of interesting, it's not always something that gives you instant gratification or instant reward, if that makes sense. If I want to go buy a fancy new house or a fancy new car, you know, I, I get the car. I can drive the car. I can enjoy that right now. Where with estate planning, you certainly have the assurance or the peace of mind or the comfort that when something happens, your family will be okay. But it's not as if you're driving around in a brand new fancy car or a big fancy house next week. Okay. The, right. the fun part about buying a new car is driving the new car. And what you're basically doing is setting it up for later. On the flip side of that, there are some times perhaps where the answer to when is the best time to get your estate planning done, it's not always this instant um, because that almost sounds more like a a setup question for a salesperson. You know, so all I can sit here and and do is tell you that you have to do this and you have to call me right now. Um, but there's there's a number of things to keep in mind here. And Ben, I'm sure you've seen all the the, the COVID concerns, the 
news cycle, all the crazy things. It seems like the whole world's ending uh, every time you read the newspaper or watch TV or listen to the radio. Yeah. I'm sure you've you've probably heard and seen plenty of the doom and gloom, haven't you? Yep, absolutely. I mean, that's what's got, I'm sure, getting a lot of people to think about it with all the COVID stuff that's happening, uh, the safety concerns. I mean, it's just, it just seems like there is, many times, it just seems like there's not a lot of good news. Now, it's different when you actually go out in the world, right? And you live your life and you don't get the feel that the sky is falling. You interact with people like everybody, you know, you take precautions and stuff. But for the most part, people are normal. They go about their day, go about their business. But yeah, when you when you listen to all these endless reports, it can kind of make you feel like, you know, you very you got to be very pessimistic about everything. That's what it kind of feels like. So, you know, you talk about the estate plan, it, it needs to be done now, right? Or as soon as possible in, in most instances. But let's talk about some of the reasons why it gets better to start now. I mean, it seems like an obvious answer, but it's not because people do have this question, like, when should I start? So what's the first thing to think about in terms of why it's important to do it now? Well, um, the first thing to think about, and this is actually not something that only applies to estate planning, applies to a number of things. How is your, think about your decision-making abilities and making decisions when you are calm, clear-headed, you're not rushed, you're able to really think through things and do what I like to call the mental homework, if that makes sense, um, as opposed to being rushed, being under pressure, um, et cetera, et cetera. The last thing you want to be doing is to, obviously, mistakes for little things are no big deal. Um, the other day, I was, I was running late trying to get home, and I had to pick up something at the grocery store because uh, the click list didn't have it at Kroger, so I had to go to Meyer. And just in a rush to get home to help out my wife, and I, I picked up uh, the wrong brand of something. Okay, just wasn't clear-headed, was under pressure. Not the end of the world um, to have the wrong brand of something or to get two percent milk instead of one percent milk. But think about something like this, something this darn important. And you need to be able to make these important decisions, and you need to respect that they are important decisions. So calm, not under pressure, with a clear head. Um, and another thing, not to the level of procrastination, this is not giving someone the ability or my permission to procrastinate, but have enough time, if you can, to say, I need to think about that, or I'm not sure, or I need to talk to someone about that. Heck, have enough time to change your mind. And I don't know, I'm sure your situation was the same, but after my, when my son was on the way... My wife and I, we had discussions for, we, we had a number of different discussions about guardianship and who's going to raise my son if something were to happen to us. And I don't, I was glad that we didn't have to rush it. Now, it's not a situation where we waited too long. It got settled before he was born, uh, but you don't want to rush a decision like that. Heck, when I'm when I'm rushed, I can't even pick up the right percentage of a uh, gallon of milk on the way home. So the first thing, just in general, be able to make it when you're not under pressure and then have enough time to say, I, I need to think about that or even change your mind. And I think that's extremely important because that way we know we made the right decision as opposed to just saying, we just need to make some decision. Okay. Don't just say, well, we just have to pick someone. Well, you do, but make sure you pick the right person. Well, how long would you 
recommend somebody kind of give? I mean, I, I know like a lot of these questions, it all kind of depends on, you know, you might have somebody in mind for that guardian already, or, you know, a lot of the questions you ask somebody, they might be prepared for it. But in general, when somebody says from the time they say, okay, I want to start this plan, Nick, and they come in and meet with you. I mean, how long is that process until they kind of have everything sorted out? Great question. Well, first off, it depends on the individual and it depends how far you have gotten in your thought process before ever picking up the phone. Some people will reach out to me in the very early stages and they recognize the importance. They say, we know we need to get our plan done and get it done right. And they're looking to me almost for guidance and they're basically asking me for a list of decisions they need to make. So where do I start is one of the things they ask me. And if that's the case, certainly may take a little longer. I've had a number of people who have everything ironed out and they've already talked to all the family and told them all the wishes and who's going to be in charge and this and that. And heck, by the time they come in to me, they already have all their decisions made and they just want to talk through them and, and go over other options. And they basically want me to audit what their decisions are. But typically speaking, we have a meeting, we go through some basics to see if it's a good fit, to see what type of plan may work for them, uh, maybe at a 30,000 foot overview. And then it, once we decide on that, we typically, assuming there's not an emergency of case, we'll typically schedule another meeting to come back and go through those specific detailed decisions. And that's usually a couple weeks later, sometimes longer if they have to have conversations and ask the guardians if they'll do the job. And I typically, uh, we, have a, we have a guide that we give to our clients. And so typically, at the very least, you know, have the ability to think about it for a week or at least ask the guardians. So assuming you don't have problems making decisions, um, I don't think a week or two um, is is unreasonable. That's that's typically what we do. And I also, assuming there's no emergency, I also almost do that on purpose to make sure that they've really thought through everything. And when they tell me, Nick, this is who I want to be my guardian for my children, I know they've had the time to think through it and to think through it properly. Right. Okay. Well, I just want to get an idea to, you know, because for those that, that are worried about waiting a little bit, you know, this is why you give yourself a little bit of time because it does, it does, it is a process and does take some thought um, and some conversation with those close to you to get it all figured out. But as we talk about, you know, why it's important to really make this a priority now, uh, what else could come up that, you know, could really, I mean, obviously create some problems for you and your estate, but what else do people maybe not think about when they continue to put things off? Well, um, kind of what I just alluded to here, don't wait until there's an emergency. Don't wait until it's needed, okay? I actually met with someone a couple weeks ago, and it was a situation where uh, this, this gentleman, unfortunately, his health is failing, and he's becoming forgetful, and he has uh, vision problems, he doesn't drive anymore, and all of a sudden, the children are saying, we, we don't have the authority to do anything. So we, we need to get something done. Okay. They didn't, it wasn't even on their radar until they realized that they couldn't file dad's taxes on his behalf. Um, and it was an emergency at that point. So you're under pressure, you know, perhaps you have immediate problems to deal with because they had to find out where they were going to take him 
And are these care facilities on lockdown? Is he in a rehab facility, et cetera, et cetera? So, so think about that. Don't wait until it's an emergency when you're maybe you're going to the hospital. If someone's sick or has a stroke or something like that, you're probably sleep deprived. You're worried about just their immediate health and, and if they're going to make it at times or there's a surgery coming up or we have to get this done by tomorrow or something like that. So don't don't wait until it's an emergency. Get it get it taken care of before it becomes one, so to speak. You know, think of it like uh, getting uh, an alarm system at your house. You don't want to be the guy calling the alarm company as the burglar is using a crowbar and trying to break into your house. That's not the time to do it. Okay, the time to do it and set it up right and think about things is when you're not under pressure and when there's when there's no emergency. So don't count on that. Don't wait until it happens. We all know some you know people are going to pass. Most likely they'll get sick at some point. So this needs to be done. Let's just let's do it at the right time. So a couple of reasons why you would not want to wait and, and put things off. Why you need to start prioritizing this. Get this thing done now. But I mean, I think the last thing to kind of talk about in terms of uh, of the estate plan is. Look, you don't, definitely don't want to wait until there comes a time where you can't make those decisions for yourself. I mean, it's one thing to make them with limited time, but it's another thing to not even be able to make them at all. Yeah, exactly. There's you know an emergency, and then there's when it's actually too late. So when you can't make them make the decisions at all anymore, you know, it could either be too late when perhaps you don't have a plan in place, or it's not updated, or it's not right. And you don't have the ability or the capacity to sign the new plan or to create one. Once you don't have uh, mental capacity anymore, you can't sign a will. Just uh, just as an example, um, or God forbid, you know, once you pass away, it's obviously too late. That ship has sailed at that point. And then the other one to think of is, you know, if you have an out of date plan and perhaps the wrong people are named and you never updated it. Or perhaps you named people to make decisions. And Ben, this is an interesting one. Perhaps you named the right people, but you never talked to them. Okay. So, huh. so imagine this. Imagine if uh, something were to happen and you were in the hospital. Perhaps you're unable to speak for yourself. And then your brother or your parent or your friend, et cetera, finds out, is surprised to learn that they have to make decisions for you. And the doctor asks um, whether or not um, we should put you on a ventilator or whether or not we should do dialysis or whether or not, you know, we should just try to bring in hospice. Well, now what? Okay. First off, you're incapacitated, so you can't speak up. And imagine being the person who's stuck with that decision and they say, well, shoot, I don't know what Ben would want. So just just imagine that, and not just for yourself, and obviously want to make sure you're taken care of, but the people you have named as decision makers, think about their ability to make decisions. Do you want them to have to guess what the right answer is on end-of-life decisions, et cetera, and things like that? And And Ben, let's be honest, do you really think they won't second-guess themselves for the rest of their life? Oh, on- yeah. Sure. Whether or not we did what mom or dad wanted, or did I make a mistake? Um, so it's actually 
you know, once you have the plan in place and you have the right people appointed for the job, I would still recommend having that conversation. So at least they're not having to guess on whether or not you want artificial life support. I, I think that's a pretty important thing that uh, you would probably want them to know ahead of time, don't you think? Yeah. Don't put that evil on me, right? Right? I mean, that's I think of the, the quote from Ricky Bobby. But, like, seriously, like you don't want to leave that to somebody else and have them kind of carry that with them for a long time or their entire life if you didn't have that conversation with them. So definitely something else to think about uh, when you're considering the best time to get your estate plan set up. And, look, bottom line is you know, the sooner the better. Right. I mean, you might have stuff to stuff to do and some things to to get done ahead right right now. And there might be some more pressing priorities. But this needs to be high on your list because you got to make these important decisions while you still can and while you still have the time. Exactly right. And look, make these tough, important decisions when you have the time and you have the mental energy if you will, and you have the, the calmness to make sure that they're done right, to make sure you have time to think through them, make sure you have time to change your mind. And honestly, and this is where a good attorney will come in, have time to where the attorney can offer suggestions and maybe alternatives. One of the things I like to do is I'll have clients come in for a meeting and they've already decided this is what I want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we come up with a better, a safer, or a more efficient way to accomplish the same goal. And they say, huh, never thought about that, Nick. That's a great idea. So, you know, also have the time to go through all the options here. You know, obviously, I'm not saying spend the time to do law school for three years and then pass the bar and then do this for about a decade every, I'm not saying you have to do that, but have the time to understand all your options, have the time to make informed, educated, smart decisions, however long that takes. But, you know, unfortunately, as we, as we see all the time here, we don't know how much time we have. So, you know, I'm not saying rush it, but certainly you're exactly right, Ben, better sooner than later. So get the ball going and that way we can get everything taken care of and get it done right. Yeah. And if you haven't gotten your state plan together and you're listening to this and, you know, maybe you're getting pushed a little bit motivated to get it done. If you, if you look, if you're looking for a starting point, obviously you can set up a time to, to get in touch with Nick and sit down with him and have that first meeting, but visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You'll find a, a number of resources, including Five essential documents of a complete estate plan. You can kind of start getting a sense of what all is involved. There's Ohio's complete guide to estate planning. So these different things will help you kind of be thinking about what you need to, I guess, right, Nick, before they come in and sit down with you. Exactly. Just just kind of goes through an overview uh, of all the different aspects, all the different decisions you'll have to make, and then all the basics. So it's basically a great starting point, uh, a good foundation uh, to prepare you to have a conversation with an attorney and get the ball rolling. Perfect. Again, that's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. The number to call Nick's office is 513-463-6789. So Nick, appreciate the time. Um, you know, a lot of things to think about, but hopefully some people are are understanding a little bit clearer that it's important to get this thing done uh, as soon as possible. Exactly right, uh, Ben. Always a pleasure. And like I said, we, we've done some emergency work for people in the past, but I, I prefer doing it ahead of time so I know we do it right and I know we get everything taken care of. So there's never a time like the present. 
Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us on the Complete Estate Planning Podcast. I'm Ben George. He's Nick Rosenbauer. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office, based in Westchester, Ohio, and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Complete Estate Planning with Nick Rosenbauer to find us or visit CincinnatiEstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Nick, and to learn more about protecting your family legacy. That's CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. This show is for informational purposes only and does not provide any legal advice. Information on this show may not constitute the most up-to-date legal information. Please do not act or refrain from acting based solely on anything you hear on this show. This show does not form any attorney-client relationship with the Rosenbauer Law Office, LLC. Please seek the counsel of a qualified attorney before addressing your own estate planning needs.